Well, think about it. All, maybe aside from the first time you got laid, all of your <laughs> best memories are outside. Okay. Yeah. Maybe your first time was outside. So. But... Mine was outside. So, we're happy that you know going so but if you think back, like all of your best memories, and I'll encourage the listeners right now, think back throughout your life. Your best memories are going to be outdoors. I promise you. Battle Line Podcast. We have a really awesome interview for you guys today with Rhett Taylor from Ned and Navy SEAL Ben Davis from Vogue Veterans Outdoor Advocacy Group. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Ned. So I'm just going to make this short and sweet. With over 700 five star customer reviews, Ned's Mellow Magnesium is an instant hit. Nourish your entire body with Ned's proprietary super blend with three forms of chelated magnesium, GABA, L-theanine, and over 70 trace minerals. It propels memory, mood, brain function, stress response, nerve and muscle health, and sleep. And about 75% of Americans are deficient in it. Magnesium is such an important supplement to take, and all of Ned's products are incredible. So check it out. Ned's Mellow Magnesium is now available on Amazon, but you'll get the best deal through us as a first-time customer when you, of course, go to helloned.com slash battleline or add the code, the uh, promo code battleline at checkout. That's H-E-L-L-O-N-E-D.com slash battleline. With that, let's get right into everything. From Kansas City to New York City, from planet Earth to extraterrestrial life in space, a podcast with no equal, engaged in unconventional warfare through your speakers and headphones. This is a show about embracing the suck, conquering your demons, and finding God in the face of adversity. Chris Tonto Peranto. Switch is on. Motherfucker, I'm going to shoot you in the face. Ian Scotto. You know, Ian and I have been dating for a long time. You are now tuned into the Battle Line Podcast. The Switch is on, Battleline Podcast. Great episode for you today, once again, with Ben Davis and Rhett Taylor. Um, yeah, I, I, you know I want to rant about something, but before we do, how's everything going with you? Oh, yeah. I'm good. I'm just tired, man. It's a lot of speaking events the last... I've got two more left on the downhill slope, though, now. So about done, and then uh, then May comes, and that's when I'm taking a break. I have a couple Battleline courses that are coming up. Um, they're sold out though, except for one on June 10th that I just opened up because I had so many signups. So there's a June 10th, a new one here in Fort Scott uh, with the car, a carbine course that I'll be having. But um, other than that, no, then it's just finally family time and my son's graduating from high school. So nice. uh, watching him run and that, that kid, that kid can run. He, uh, he, he won his, he's a 200 meter runner. He runs everything, but his 200 meters the best. And he won won the 200 at his local invitational here in, in Kansas yesterday. And, and uh, yeah, it's, it's good. I, 
I love, I, I guess I just never realized how much and you love being a father to you see your son and you just see some of the attributes that he has in him as well from you. And then just watching him compete or watching your, 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 you know, watching your child compete and, and do well. And it's, I love it. Dude. It makes me, ha I, I just, I'm so blessed and I do, I thank God every day. Like, thank you for putting me here so I can watch this where I'm actually able to watch these things now where I wasn't able to a lot before and now enjoy them. So yeah, I, I watched him kick ass yesterday and I'm so proud of that, that kid. And, and uh, yeah, and, and you know, it's, it's the realization of that he's not going to be living at home next year. Cause he's going to, he got a scholarship to play soccer and run track. Oh, nice. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, 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 it's starting to set in where, you know, I, I go downstairs now, like, man, that his that room's going to be empty, you know, come come September. And uh, I guess being a parent, you know, parents, that's what that but that's what being a parent is. You know, you got to you got you, you got that's you got to they can't live at home forever. You got to kick them out. You got to get them out and get out of the nest and go see the world. And if you come back, well, your home's always here for you. If you ever need it, your room's always here. But go live life. And I, I, and I know what my mom and dad felt like when I, when I kept leaving and then going to college and going to the army and it's, it's, it's not easy, man, but it's, it's awesome feeling. It's an awesome feeling. That is. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm very close to my parents. So it's, it's funny because I'm, I'm here right now at my parents, but in the next couple of weeks, I'm moving out again. I'm going to be in uh Port Washington area again. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm actually glad to be out of Connecticut, but uh, yeah, man, no, I, I hear what you're saying. So. Awesome. Awesome. But yeah, everything else, it's just great. Life. It's life, man. Life is great. Life is hard sometimes. And life gives you up and downs, gives you peaks and valleys. And that's what life is. And that's okay. Cause that's what life's supposed to be. And, yeah. and so I'm, I'm, I'm good. I just, but I can't wait to get these speaking events over with. I love them, but I'm ready to be home two more weeks and I'm home and hopefully I have a studio ready by May. So I'll be recording this in, in my studio here in Kansas. It uh, should be done by then. Yeah, and I'll have a cool backdrop behind me soon, and uh, and hopefully, because I know the audience is going to notice. Hopefully, we work out these connection issues. Um, you know, because usually you're good. Usually your connection is great. Usually we're on point, but it happens sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it's just one of those things. We got a little delay today, and that's just living rural. Yeah, I think our delay is getting worse now again, but we'll <laughs> we'll roll with it, buddy. We'll get through it. We'll get. Yeah, we'll make it happen. I was gonna say, you know, it's funny because I have all this stuff in front of me, and I was talking about like cool stuff going on. I I'll sometimes interject this stuff into the podcast, and I don't think anyone gives a shit. But then any every now and again, I'll get emails, and people will be like, "Yo, I." I, I learned about the band um, Fire Tiger because of you. And like, I'm like, oh, cool. All right. People are actually discovering music. So, so this has been like the past couple of months in terms of new releases. It's been some great ones. I'm just looking up on at my desk here, like Billy Val from him, new album. Incredible, actually. LA Guns put out a new album. Really good. Like it better than the last one. New Metal the new Metallica album. I'm really liking a lot, man. The 72 Seasons song. Great. And then yeah, Kiss put out a um another no. one of these live off the soundboards things. So a lot of great music, I have to say, these past couple months. That's good. That's it. people need to get more into music and listen listen to politics and like, like we did. And I, God, I still think about it. growing up when I grew up. Man, you know when we were in our twenties, we didn't to to blow off steam. We would listen to music. We go to parties. We we we'd have a little bit to drink. 
Ah, kids, sometimes you do a little bit. Yeah, twenty something. We go to spring break and enjoy ourselves. We wouldn't go and figure out what to complain about on the internet or where to go protest or where to go to make a statement. And when you said all those things, especially the kiss one, I'm like, man, that takes me back to when life was hard. We didn't go try to make life harder. We found something to make it fun and happy and and enjoy it. And 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 listen, I remember listening to Kiss and having a beer with my buddies. Dude, so and, so this and, new Kiss Metallica, off, man. The new Metallica is great. This go on, new go Kiss off the soundboard. The reason it's so wild is because um, if anybody's a Kiss fan, Mark Saint, people probably know Ace Freely got replaced by Vinnie Vincent, and then Vinnie Vincent got replaced by Mark Saint John, who only was on one album. Mark Saint John only played two shows with Kiss. And only one of them's ever been recorded. And this is apparently, it's not even a full recording. There's songs that are cut off. Like, it's not the best mix. But just the fact that if you're, if you're like a music nerd, historian type person like I am, you're like, this is a piece of history here. This is one of only two shows Mark St. John ever played with Kiss. So that, that was just awesome to me. And, and yeah, have have a party with your buddies. And I just remember having a, a Dixie College in St. George, Utah. Did, we didn't care about any politics, anything like that. I remember still listening to Metallica with my buddies. And have you heard the new one? Have you bit. heard the new one? No, I haven't. I didn't know they it's had good. It. I, yeah, I remember, just came out. I just remember the just, but I still remember the just. I remember listening to the Black Album and us. Yeah, we were a little three sheets to the wind at the time, and we're air guitaring and just laughing and having a great time, being the biggest dorks in the world, air guitaring every. I was the, I was the drummer, so I was the air drummer. We had <laughs> another guy; he was our offensive tackle. He was the air lead guitarist. We had his buddy who played basketball. He was he was um, I forget the lead singer's name. And all you Metallica heads are going to be pissed. Well, James Hatfield is singer slash guitarist, and then. James Hatfield. There you go. Yeah. And then we had, and it was, fun. that's the kind of stuff that college kids need to be doing nowadays. That kind of crap, not out there trying to find what we need to be activists about. And, 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 and the world would be such a better place. Mike. And so I'm glad you mentioned that because it did. I reminisced a little bit there Dude, from, check from back out, in the day when I was growing up and good music. Check out the new album. It's the, the, the title track 72 seasons, I think is like lyrically great song um but also like it's like an instant classic for me that song in particular i can't i can't say the album is an instant classic or anything i got to give the album more of a listen but the title track 72 seasons i love i love the whole concept of 72 seasons which is apparently about the first 18 years of your life the first 72 seasons kind of shaping you into the person that you are and the things that we're told that kind of impact our lives in the decades that follow i just think that's a great theme for an album and for a song so that's cool. I'll have to check it out, bud. I'll, yeah. I'll, and uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll give it a shot. I'll give it a check out. Sorry again. Sorry about the delay guys out there, but Ian's working with it because he's a pro. He knows what he's doing. <laughs> I, I would love to get one of those guys on the show at some point, man, maybe down the line, because you know, I mean, you know better than I do how many doors have been kicked into Metallica. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, you know, what's funny. Go, it's not Metallica. Sorry, Metallica. I got a video from my buddy, Jeff Lizabee, and I'm going to cut it up and I may post, put it or give it to you and put it on YouTube, but it's us getting ready to go out in the city. And it's my team when I was with Blackwater and in the background, you can hear disturbed 
We got disturbed oh, wow. kicking in the background as we're loading up our vehicles and you somebody flashes to a picture of a squad automatic weapon, a saw, and then you look into our suburbans and there's guns everywhere. And I got body armor on and I walk in front of the camera and I go, what's up? And then I walk off <laughs> and keep putting, and you hear Godsmith just kicking. But that, I, I, that's, I, that is the kind of stuff. I wish we would have had one with Metallica. We probably could get them on because we could send them that video of us. Well, do, you know, I mean, just, Disturbed's on tour now, and so is Godsmack. So, I mean, I think it's a possibility. They're out promoting stuff. It'd be cool to get them on. I'd love to have Disturbed on. Heck, I'd love to have Disturbed on just as much, even more so than Metallica. I'll be honest with you. Sorry, James, but I love Disturbed, man. And I love Godsmack. And I love that any little guys, whether it's the lead singer from Godsmack, lead singer from Disturbed, Prince, there's another one. Little guys (laughs) that can kick ass. That's fucking impressive because they've overcome a hell of a lot of adversity and they kick ass. So, yeah. Well, so, um, I don't, I don't think we're getting uh, put print, Prince in there. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't think we're getting Prince on the podcast that we'd have to resurrect Prince, <laughs> yeah. but Dave, David Draymond, maybe, I mean, like I said, they're on tour. They have things to promote. I definitely could try to reach out. Um, all right. So I'll tell you what I wanted to rant about. And I've seen like a million uh, videos about this whole situation with Dan Crenshaw, David Goggins, and uh, yeah, we want to have our own viral video talking about this situation. But I actually, I think I could give a little bit more insight into it than some of these other videos, some of uh, what the backstory behind it. So I'll get into it with you guys um, as, as much as I can, I guess. So you may remember, uh, the listeners may remember that we had a guy on the show named John Bartolo. And John Bartolo was friends with a guy named PJ Braun. We asked, we asked him about this, how PJ Braun and his business partner, um, Aaron Singerman, were going to jail for what they did at Blackstone Labs in, tour, in terms of uh, putting stuff in supplements that was you know, illegal, basically, that was not supposed to be on the shelves. And this is kind of interesting. This play, You're probably wondering where I'm going with this. So PJ Braun is still in prison for that. John Bartolo passed away, as we know. The other guy, Aaron Singerman, did less time than his business partner, the CEO of, uh, and you guys probably know them, Redcon One is a really big supplement company. So the fact that he did less than a year and this other guy is still in jail, we could, you know, uh, we don't know exactly, but you can imply that there's speculate that that he may have ratted on someone or snitched on someone. The fact that he did a lot less time than his business partner. Um, So he is the one who conducted the interview with, uh, Dan Crenshaw prior to the response and prior to him going to jail. And this happened years ago. So that's why you finally heard a response from David Goggins all these years later. And if you haven't seen, I'm sure you guys have seen the video with all that stuff. But what originally happened was Dave, was uh, Dan Crenshaw was on with Aaron Singerman. And he just simply asked, hey, how do you feel about David Goggins? And that's when Dan Crenshaw went into the whole thing. He was like, oh, well, you know, he didn't really do much in combat and he's more of a motivational guy in terms of doing these super marathons and all that. So I, I don't know. And he's like, yeah, there he is with the trident on, in his uniform on his book. And uh, I mean, you could give background on this, but I just feel like, look, it doesn't matter what you did in the teams. And I, I read David Goggins book. If you honorably served, you have every right to wear the uniform and promote that on your book if you didn't that's a different story but there's definitely nothing wrong with that so does does dave and i like i tell ian i really didn't know much about i don't really pay attention to much of this except from when you, you tell me with the, these two because i really am not a fan of either i'm going to be honest with you 
but but I, like I said I'm I'm not I'm not either I'm not a fan I'm I'm a fan. I'm just I'm indifferent to be honest with you with this did David say he was in combat did he say he was this ultra ultra cool warrior that he did I, did he say that if he did no so that's the and that's the thing okay. and and okay. as that, someone, that's I, I need I need some more information I need yeah, some well more the, this and and here's we'll we'll get to all that because so yeah if you if you read his book which is a very good book i mean tons of you guys read it i know a lot of the same people who read 13 hours read david goggins book and sure. i think a lot of it was more just about the inspiration of him being this he would say obese guy working a minimum wage job drinking milkshakes every night uh to becoming this super fit athlete triathlete and ultra marathon runner and in in between all of that also joining the seals it was just it was a smaller part of the book it wasn't the entirety of the book but it was about pushing himself to the limits as all of you guys do so no he he didn't he didn't make any claims that he didn't do anything or that he did something that he didn't do um nothing like that but you later learn because David Goggins goes on um, Aaron Sigerman's podcast after all of this happens, and he has the receipts. The reason that Dan Crenshaw may have decided to say all this stuff is because it turns out when Dan Crenshaw put out a book, he asked David Goggins, hey, could you give me a little quote for the book? And I think David Goggins either didn't say anything or he just declined. And so I think this was just all about personal nonsense. I don't think he has anything bad to say about David Goggins. I think it was just like, oh, you didn't give me a quote for my book. So I'm going to bicker about that on some guy's podcast, which and, and this is what pisses me off about the whole thing. It's like you are a congressman. You're and David Goggins could say whatever he wants to because he's like anybody else in the teams or in special operations who put out a book, who goes on podcasts. But when you decide to be a congressman, your, your life should be about enriching your constituents and taking, you know, care of problems in your community in every congressional district. I might not know his congressional district in Texas has issues and they don't care about seeing you put out a 30 minute response yeah. video, which he did on your social media to, to go tit for tat with David Goggins. It has nothing to do with being a congressman. And I think David Goggins is in the right when he's like, hey, here's the message that you sent me because you wanted me to do a quote for your book. And I decided not to. So you went on this guy's podcast and had all this negative stuff to say about me. So, you know, it's not about being team this guy or team the other guy. But I actually think David Goggins was very much in the right on this one. So, yeah, it's it just sounds like petty bullshit. To be honest. It really is petty. Who gives a shit? I, I mean, you know, if, if if Goggins was out there spewing that he did a bunch of shit in combat, which I I, I don't know anybody that knows him in the teams. Granted, I'm not a SEAL. Um, you know, I do. I have served. I did stay at a Holiday and Express though. No, <laughs> I have served with that SEAL, the course. Um, so if if Goggins wasn't out there saying shit that he did that he didn't do, then who gives a rat's fucking ass? And yeah, I'm agree with you, Crenshaw. Do your fucking job. Your job is to be a congressman. Stop pulling the Trump card. Literally, I, I think that's what the problem now with the politicians and and tr Trump is a lot of responsible for it. That that politicians think that's the route to go to win their constituency is to get all over social media and spew and get into petty fights. When instead of hey, shut your fucking ass, go in your office and do your damn job. Come on, seal selfless service. That's what you're supposed to do. Um, uh, you know, not narcissism and, and take the, you know, Goggins a little bit narcissistic as, as well. I, I think 
I think a lot of special operations guys have a little bit of narcissism in there. I, I've seen a couple of Goggins speeches and I'm getting off subject a bit, but where he says, yeah, I'm the first black seal, black this, black. I, I don't like that. I, I don't think any special operations. Well, wait, has he ever said that though? Because I, 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 yeah, I, I don't think he's the first black seal. I don't think so. I, or to, to accomplish something. I'm, I'm, I, I cut it. Off. It was during a speech. I, for me to do my wouldn't be a speech. I, I got to get, I do look at other, I look at Kenny Thomas. I do research it. I just like, man, yeah. how did he do this? Because I think everybody, whether I like you or not, I think I can learn how to be a good speech giver watching other veterans that have come before me talk like Marcus, like Kenny Thomas from Black Hawk Down is a tremendous speaker. Matt Eversman, Kirk Leopold. I've watched Goggins and, and because I'm yeah, let's see what he does. Maybe there's something I can steal from him. And, I, I, and that's, that's what we do. I mean, why reinvent the wheel? I mean, make it your own with speeches, but if guys are doing stuff that wouldn't get the crowd's attention, let's use it. Jim, Val then I look at guys like coaches. Jim Valvano is a guy I watched relentlessly to become a good speech giver. What I'm getting at is I, I watched Goggins once and he said, he, um, it was the first African-American for something. I don't remember, but when I first, as soon as I heard that, I think anybody in the special operations community would be like, whoa, we don't, that's not what's said. If you come to Ranger Battalion and I come in, I'm the first Mexican, to be, obviously I'm not. But even if I said any sort of race, no, there's there's not race here. You know what your race is? Your race is Ranger. Your race is SEAL. That bothered me a, a bit when I saw that. So when you brought the Dan Crenshaw thing up, thinking, well, maybe there's some narcissistic clashes here between the two. And that's what it sounds like it is. Getting back on subject, though, and I'm not going to beat up Goggins because. Well, and although, I mean, can I just say this, though? I, I, I think David Goggins, though, whatever you feel, he has every right to respond because he's not the one who talks shit about Dan Crenshaw. Dan Crenshaw. No, you're right. You're right. No. And, and I think if anybody you're, said anything right. negative about you on a podcast or me, I would want to go on and give my take on things, which is all that he did. You're right. And I'm not, yeah, give me if I'm wrong, guys. I went off on a tangent a little bit. I'm not, I'm not defending, I'm not defending either of them. Um, Goggins responded, you know, I don't know. I don't know if I would respond, but regardless, he shouldn't have had to respond because Crenshaw needs to just shut the hell up and do his job. I, I agree with what, what Crenshaw said, the stuff that you told me and the stuff that you, you sent me a link when we first talked about it before I read it. I don't disagree with a lot of that. I don't, because if you go to a lot of this, we have things called badge chasers in the military, where you go to school after school after school, because you're really trying to duck time on the team and duck deployments. I, I kind of have to say, Christian is kind of right there. But that being said, who gives a fuck? Why do you even need to say it? There's no, there's no reason to say it. If you guys have an issue, go to a bar, talk to each other, get your sealed petty differences out of the way, or if it, you know, I'm not saying because if I was a ranger, we do the same thing, but you don't need to put it in public view. And like you said, and I completely agree with you, Ian, he's a congressman. Do your fucking job. Your job is not to do stupid videos uh, of ranting about a fellow SEAL or a fellow teammate or a fellow peer so everybody can see because you got a fuck because you got butt hurt <laughs> over something that went on. So um, I know we're ranting about it now because it gives us good, yeah, I get good. Maybe some viral stuff will go on. No, but bait. I, I actually but will say that I, what, I, what if it was just two seals going at it, I wouldn't have cared and I wouldn't rant it on it. I think it's just the fact that this is indicative of what goes on in politics now. Everyone wants to have a viral moment. Everyone has to make it all about, I agree. yeah, these things that have absolutely nothing. And if if this is what he wanted to do, 
and that's fine. I mean, look, the guy honorably served. The guy lost his eye in combat. All the respect in the world for Dan Crenshaw. But if this is the type of stuff you want to do, don't become a congressman. That That's my main point. And then the other point I'll make about it that I thought was completely ridiculous, and I think you're going to agree, and you can watch it in the video. I didn't even watch the whole thing. But David Goggins was responding to how stupid, you know, the comments were. And he goes, yeah, this is all ridiculous bullshit. This is uh, Real Housewives of SEAL Team 6. And Dan Crenshaw <laughs> acted like that was the most offensive thing to say. And he was like, when I think of SEAL Team 6, I think of guys who honorably served. I don't I would never use this term Real Housewives of SEAL Team 6. And, dude, I've heard that long before David Goggins. It's it's actually like a funny analogy. It's a way to say that we're bickering, bickering over stupid stuff. And in no way, stupid I think shit. you really have to like really have to have your head out there to think him saying SEAL Team Six was a way to disrespect the SEAL teams. It's it's a term. It's funny. And if you're going to tell me you're that thin skinned as a Navy SEAL, I don't I don't believe you. But I recall saying that downrange around the fire when people were having drama on a deployment. Like, what the fuck is this? Real housewives of the fucking CIA compound? Come on, Dan. We have said that so many damn times. It is. That is actually, Goggins said it because that's what we would always say <laughs> to make a point if something was recoculousness. Yeah. Beyond ridiculousness, you reach recoculousness levels because it's so ridiculous. And um, no, I, I'm with you, man. I and I, what Dan Dan's views on Goggins about him ducking deployments or never and going to all these schools, there is some validity to that because I've seen it happen before, and there is a term for that. We don't need to get into it now. But on that other end, Goggins is a tough son of a bitch too. Running yeah. ultra marathons is not fucking easy, and he overcame obesity. That's not easy either. You know, our buddy John Burke that we have on same thing granted they're a little bit different in their motivational styles but that is not easy to do too and that takes a freaking hell of a lot of dedication and intestinal fortitude but when it comes right down to it your job is to be a congressman serve your constituency shut the hell up do it honorably remember the values that we served with and stop having petty it is real housewives moments with the, for everybody to see because you want to have somebody you you want to have those viral moments like you said but hey man that's what we got ourselves into that's what it works for trump and biden and everybody else it has since since i don't know when since there since 2012 those viral moments are what mixed politicians politicians nowadays but be better than that let's change that and i think wasn't that why we want veterans serving is because they're beyond they're supposed to be above that aren't they or maybe not. Maybe they're not supposed. Maybe they're not above that. But I think they should be. And I, I'm in agreement with you, man. Shut up and do your job. This this is not necessary. If you have a problem, deal with it behind closed doors, not so everybody can see it. Yeah, it's not necessary. Yeah, I mean, in a sense, it's like you want to say that there's probably no reason for politicians to even be on social media because that's not what it's their job to do. But I'll tell you I'll this, tell you they that. could be doing positive things with it because the the one um, the one person who comes to mind for me, and you guys might not like him as a politician, you might like him as a politician. I'm just talking about this one thing. Uh, Justin Amash, who was a congressman from uh, Michigan, I remember when I was involved in that whole world working on Andrew Wilkin. Now, the thing that stood out to me about Justin Amash was the only thing he seemed to put on social media when he was in Congress would be like, hey, today I voted on H.R. 375. I voted yes. Here's why. This is what I liked about the bill. This is what could be fixed about the bill. 
And he did this on earth. This is why I voted no on this. And that's what these guys should be doing in Congress. I want to know how you're voting, why you voted that way. Did you actually read the bill? I don't care about that you had a problem with a Navy SEAL from something that happened 10 years ago, or because let's be honest, he didn't write a blurb about your book that could have helped you sell more books. That's that's why I have an issue. And rightfully you should, and everybody in America, if our heads were on straight, should as well. It's not an issue. And all, you know what, Dan, if, if you meant to like try to destroy David Goggins' career with this, it didn't work, but... <laughs> It's, yeah. It probably had the extreme opposite effect. And within your own SEAL community, you have a gripe. Uh, you do. You have a legitimate gripe. But deal with it within your community. Don't deal with it where everybody can see it. It's not, I, I, I don't need, this is something that if I'd never had known about, it, it wouldn't have affected my life at all. Not that I know about it and it affects my life anyway, but here we are talking about it. But it's something that, yeah, something that, you guys deal with seals take care of their own just like rangers take care of their own just like special forces odas green berets take care of their own just like delta unit guys take care of their own take care of your own deal with every problem you have in your bubble and leave it there and and um but uh, you know i i for both guys on a positive note i have respect for dan crenshaw and his service he served he, he served on he's a bad yeah. man, I mean, you did. Goggins, I respect Goggins and his service because being a SEAL, whether he had a lot of combat or not, just being a SEAL and then doing what he does, because I, I'm a, I'm an avid runner. I love physical fitness. I know what injuries can do to you and, and how they can step you back. I'm going through one right now. To get through all that adversity, that takes a lot of intestinal fortitude as well. So both could be positive lights. And I think, I think, David probably is being more of a positive light in today's world than Dan is right now, but Dan still can be, and that's what they need to work on. Can't we all just get along? <laughs> no, we can't. But we can still we can still find the positives and everything, and stop measuring dicks, is which essentially is what you guys are doing. This yeah, and this idea though that like, and this the this original statement right that he goes. Even though he didn't do all this stuff in combat, he's still in the Navy SEAL uniform and he's got the trident on the cover. Like we've had guys on the show who have honorably served who haven't been in combat. It doesn't make you any less of a veteran as long as you're not lying about what you've done. I'm pretty sure, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, uh, if he's listening, like Jake's wig, I don't believe is a combat veteran. Um, you know, a guy who's very much out there in the public that me and him don't get along the best, but like Jonathan Gillum, he did not serve in combat. Um, he still has every right to put out whatever book he wants and, and be on TV as a Navy SEAL. Like that's that's yeah, what he did. Yeah. So as long as you're not saying he, I'm a combat does. veteran, that there's nothing to be ashamed of about that. And there's nothing wrong with putting out. You're not putting out bad poop. You're not putting out bad information. You 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 went to Ranger School. You have every right to put a Ranger tab on a book. You did it. You completed it. it makes no damn difference if you went and fought in a global war. I, yeah, again, I it it's 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 turns it it sounds like to me when you told me and what I'm reading and from now that what we've talked even more so about it, it's just a dick measuring contest. Come on, guy, and and it it doesn't do anything for anybody except put people in a negative spotlight, and it's not necessary. So, Dan, get your head right. I think you're a tremendous human being. You you serve you you're a badass, dude. You, what you went through and losing your I I can't even imagine. But your job is now to be a congressman, so serve with that same vigor. 
and be the best congressman for your constituency you can be. And Goggins, you know, I, just keep doing what you're doing, man. And and to be honest with you, now I, I don't think David needs to answer any of it. I think he could just shirk it off. Don't even get into it. Be like, the, watch Wreck-It Ralph too. Ralph, Wreck-It Ralph breaks the internet. What's the worst thing to do is read comments, read what people say about you. I don't do that anymore because this is what it does. And then you feel the need to respond because the alpha male comes out in you. And now you're, and what does that do? That just pulled you into the quagmire that you really should be, that you're above anyway, which he, yeah, he really I, is above all this. I would he respond though. Part of me. It, if someone goes on a podcast and goes on a rant about me, I'm going to want to respond to that. And, and that's not just comments. And you know what? I, I forgot to throw out one more thing about this because I mentioned it at the beginning. I didn't <laughs> like this either. This is, the, this is the last thing I think I have to say about it was <laughs> I told you that Dan Crenshaw went on Aaron Singerman's podcast before he was arrested and said this. And so in Dan Crenshaw's video, he goes, I went on some podcast. I don't even know who it was. I don't remember giving this interview. It's like, dude, you don't just, you're, you're a congressman. I know you're not going to go on any podcast. You know what podcast you went on. You remember giving the interview. You remember what you said. And maybe it's just that you don't like that you were on the podcast for a guy who is now convicted felon. It doesn't make you bad that you went on his podcast, but dude, don't lie about it. Just, I went on Aaron Singerman's podcast with Red, Redcon One. It doesn't mean that you approve of what he does, but when you go, I don't even remember giving this interview. I don't remember. It loses you credibility because I know yeah. you're lying. Yeah. It does. It does take. It does taint your integrity right there. Your efficacy, efficacy is is kind of been tainted a little bit. No, you do, and you have staffers that know. I and I, I'm with you, brother. I get it. I've been. Hey, when Task and Purpose came out and said that Delta saved us, I I had to have a comment. I thinking back now, no, I didn't need to. But now I can think back now because I did comment about it. So I, it's, I can't say, well, I shouldn't have commented. I didn't need to comment about it. Well, it's easier for me to say now because I did comment about it because you it was should wrong. though. You were you were there. It is you hard. I and I and and I said where where now if somebody said it, I can say nah, I don't give a fuck. You know what? You guys believe what the hell you want. I know what happened, and that's why I would just giving some advice to David now, and he can take it if he wants. He doesn't have to, and he's 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 his own man. He's his own person. Um, now that you've been through this, you've done it. You've said your piece. Don't get in that. Don't get in the ditch anymore. Don't get in those weeds anymore. And being a motivational person, it does show a lot of your character, especially when you're in front of a crowd, when you aren't in those weeds. Because they do. They And I've seen it just being a speaker myself where people like, man, you didn't respond to that. Somebody said this and you or CNN or Fox or the Daily Wire or something. And I'm like, well, I didn't even know that. What'd they say? Eh, so what? You know what? I've answered it a long time ago. I don't need to say it. It's not important in my life. And it does show character. Um, but yeah, Ian, I, I, I'm playing devil's I'm playing my own devil's advocate here. You're right. It's hard to not say something when it's out in public, especially when you know it's not true or it's a question of your character. But if you keep getting into those weeds, it just turns into a dick measuring contest and that makes both of you look bad. And maybe that's all Dan wanted to make them both look bad. But I, I am a, I am in complete agreement with you on the side of Dan doesn't even need to be a part of this. Any congressman doesn't need to be a part of this at all because it doesn't do anything but to help this country at all. And in fact, it just divides veterans is what it does. And we need to show, if anything, have veterans need to set the example and show some sort of solidarity of, of coming together and that people of all different ethnicities, genders, whatever, 
service branches of service wars that you fought in that we all together set the example um easy for me to say now i don't always do that but i try to and uh no i'm glad you brought it up i think this is important and i'm glad your viewpoint is extremely valid here too i i'm complete agreement with with the dan crenshaw just hey dude shut up do your job that's what your job for stop getting on and doing tweets just because trump does it doesn't mean you need to do it and i don't think it's the right thing because trump does it either it's not the right thing to do. It doesn't help this country at all. And it definitely doesn't help the special operations community. My opinion, there's my two cents right there. All right. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, with that, we have a great interview. So I want you guys to hear it. Before we get into that, Fort Scott Munitions has been with us every episode. They're going to be building a studio in Kansas. So I'm looking forward to seeing how that turns out. It looks great thus far. Um, yeah, they've been on board with us from the very beginning. Patented solid copper and brass CNC spun ammunition that is designed to tumble upon impact in soft tissue, leaving devastating wound channels for faster bleed out and quicker incapacitation. This ammunition was originally developed to innovate and improve on the standard of military grade ammunition design. It was found that not only did the TUI ammunition outperform competitors in the self-defense industry, but it quickly became apparent that it would be a top contender for hunters alike. With the ammunition being CNC spun, the tolerances are some of the tightest on the market, ensuring that you receive the same results with each pull of the trigger. Fort Scott Munitions is available throughout privately owned businesses in all 50 states, but you can just go to fsm.com. You can enter the promo code yeah. BATTLELINE and you're going to get 15% off your order only available to listeners of the Battleline podcast. That's fsm.com, promo code Battleline. Fort Scott Munitions is a proud supporter of Chris Baranto, Battleline Tactical, and the Battleline podcast. So many people who have been listeners of ours have now switched over to Fort Scott, and they're loving it. Tremendous. Also, got to talk night vision here. Now you can have the superpower to see in the dark with the Viper Binocular Night Vision System by Photonis Defense which is the global leader in night vision solutions, providing more high quality night vision capabilities than anyone. Military, law enforcement, and public safety end users utilize Photonis defense solutions to give them the edge at night in tactical situations and rescue operations. Hunters, shooters, boaters, and enthusiasts can rely on the Photonis defense Viper binocular to become masters of darkness. The new Viper binocular system carries the same features and benefits as the Photonis Defense Viper monocular with a ruggedized body and harnesses the power of the echo intensifier tubes, giving you sharper images, reduced halo, and industry-leading ultra-fast auto-gating across the range of dynamic operating conditions. And this is really a premium item that you could really get on board with. All of yeah. our sponsors I consider premium, whether it's premium ammo, premium supplements. This is the best night vision out there. So visit photonisdefense.com, P-H-O-T-O-N-I-S, defense.com for more information or look for Photonis Defense product options from your night vision dealer. Battleline podcast and really on with us for the first time is Navy SEAL Ben Davis, Executive Director of Veterans Outdoor Advocacy Group, Vogue, which we spoke about a little bit the last time Rhett Taylor was on, who's on with us. Uh, co-founder of Ned. Uh, Rhett was back on episode 138. And it's great to have both of you on because, um, yeah, we spoke really briefly about Vogue and, and what you guys are doing in terms of getting veterans back back out there, doing yeah. things that they love in nature and recreation. And I think, I mean, Chris could speak more to this, but it's, it's amazing and, and really gets guys acclimated to life after service. 
Yeah, awesome. Yeah, go, hey, guys, yeah, go ahead. I, I think there's a little delay, so I'll probably talk over. You know, I'm used to, you're used to me talking over you. I'm sorry, dude. I yeah, go for it, man. Do that to constantly. But, but yeah, guys, I, so if there's a delay and I and there's like a lull bin, but I, I'm like freaking officer, I'll jump in because there's no, no there should be any lull in the conversations. <laughs> so just say, dude, shut up. Shut up. We're talking. Just give me a second. But, but yeah, I, Rhett, you're awesome, buddy. I, again, amazing and products amazing. And you're just, just an amazing person. And, and Ben, you know, thanks for your service, brother. I know we probably have the, have similar, similar buddies and similar peers that we've worked with and different. So, um, you know, on the Vogue stuff, and this is where we were getting at before, uh, having that outlet and having that ability to get out there in nature and, and, you know, for me running when I could, when I'm getting back to running after tearing my quad, um, but you know, spiritual man, being nature is spiritual, all that and the importance of it. And, and honestly, I, you know, I'd love you guys to focus on that for this episode, just the, just the therapy, not just the therapy, but just the spirituality that you find out there when you're outdoors, not just with your buddies, but just being outdoors, even in the snow in April in Denver, which is pretty common, <laughs> which is pretty common, but yeah, sorry to step on you now. It's your show. I'll shut the hell up. It's your show, guys. <laughs> take it. Take it. Yeah, well, thank you, guys. It's a pleasure to uh, – it's a pleasure. I thank you guys for having me. Yeah, so I think you guys are right on. It's um, – you know, when we talk to veterans and we talk to all, all kinds of people, you know, they're not um, – no one it's, – it's really easy to make that connection to um, nature and the outdoors, and it doesn't take a lot of convincing. You know, almost everyone, I think, that's participated in – an outdoor sport or, or the outdoors at all, or, um, you know, <clears throat> any of that, you know, after about 10 seconds of talking, they start shaking their head and they say, you know, I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I've been there. That is important. And, um, as far as, you know, military transition, I think, you know, it's not so much what sport or what activity that, uh, guys and girls get into. It's just that there's something, you know, I think, um, yeah combat you know first and foremost and then just serving in the military has a ton of um it has a ton of value and uh provides a lot of purpose that i think people look at their next civilian career as um yeah as tit for tat or you know apples to apples to that but it's not really um it's that i I don't want to speak for every civilian job in the world but for the most part, you know, you're not going to get that holistic community membership, that holistic um, purpose and fulfillment. And so if you don't, if you're coming out of, you know, years of, in the in the global war on terror, 10 years of deployments, and you don't have something to fill that space that your, you know, your next, your next career is um, not going to, it can be really painful. And so we found at Vogue that outdoor you know, adjunct outdoor therapy and outdoor recreation, outdoor sport has uh, has been a great way to sort of fill that space for for tons of veterans, um, and that's what we're all about. So, yeah. Anyway, thanks for having us. Oh yeah, uh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the one t- what, what, Go ahead, Red. I'm sorry. Damn it, I did it again, Red. I'm. So- <laughs> <laughs> Red, Red no, go, no. go ahead, buddy. Go ahead, please, Listen, please, please, please. I just wanted to say that, you know, you grew up in Colorado, you grew up in, oh, yeah. in uh, on the Western oh, yeah. slope and you know how important the outdoors are. And, oh, yeah. uh, you know, you see it and feel it in your life. And 
you know, would love to hear you kind of wrap on, on your connection with nature. Well, you know, and, and that's, that's why I love it when a guest comes on and I get to talk a ton. Like that's no, that's not odd at all. Cause I talk regardless. Cause I can't shut the hell up. Diarrhea of the mouth. That's just how it is. But growing up, you know, and, being outside and, and living on the farm there in Delta in Western Colorado. But then even when we, I was born in Alamosa. So, and that's completely a rural area too, down in Southern Colorado as well, colder than anything. Um, you know, just the ability and you take it for granted now. You really do. I, where I could just go outside and run in the Chico, the Chico bushes, go run in the Chico bushes and go catch horn frogs or horned, horny toads, what we call them. I don't know if, is that PC? Can we not call them that anymore? But that's what we call them horny toads and i remember having them and they had babies you put them in a little terrarium and they'd have babies and my mom would freak out so i have to go let them go they go catch some more and it just was one of those things where just outdoors was you didn't take it for granted well you didn't take it for granted but you kind of did because it was just the normal thing you know right in right in my 60 cc yamaha and reckoning wrecking it on anthills and pushing that thing home scratched up but then getting on it five minutes later and going back out again it's one of those things that you're like, man, this is, this is, this is to me, this is God. This is what God is about. This is what spirituality is about. So when you go in the military, being outdoors is just normal. Even when it sucks, right? Ben, Ben, even when you're colder than shit, I was a renter ranger at ranger school. That sucked awful, but man, I have some great stories from it. Laying in that freaking frozen puddle with my legs freezing because I couldn't move because that was the blocking position in the RI said I couldn't move. I still remember that. And I still remember the clouds and the rain and being in, in North Georgia mountains that look so beautiful. If it was a different situation, you know, and, and it is, it's, it's, and I think Bryn, what you're talking about too, is I caught a lot from what I caught from that is that one team, one fight that you kind of miss in the military, that focus that you have that, Hey, we're going to, we got to get on this fight. We got to be on the same page. Even if we don't like each other, we got to accomplish this goal. And I think that's what we miss in the military and when you go back out to the outdoor, I mean, you miss when you become civilians. When we go back to the outdoors, it may not be a, a one team, one fight sort of mission that we're doing like with Vogue when you guys go out, maybe just go hiking. But it does. Re- when you get outside, you remember some of those one team, one fight missions just because you're outdoors again, just because you're like, totally. ranger, like and I totally. think that's the importance. And, and I don't know, maybe expound on that or if i'm way off course dude just tell me hey no 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 okay you're right (laughs) on course yeah i mean there's there's so many parallels i think between a uh, you know a planned expedition to an an adventure to all the way to you know um going to you know a a vietnam generation veteran you know hiking in in central park to go out in the outdoors with your friends um you know, with your buddies, you know, you're responsible for one another's safety, at least at some level, you know, you've all got to go somewhere and you've got to come back. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, it, it generally needs to be planned and sort of thought through. How are we going to get there? What are we going to wear? What are we going to eat? What, you know, what happens if it rains? What happens if it snows? Um, you know, th- these common, common themes all the way from an Everest expedition, all the way down to a, you know, a couple hour fly fishing trip. Um, you see these consistent themes that we have that are, you know, obvious in in the military world, you know, every operation, deployment, training, exercise. um, And, you know, for a lot of, a lot of civilian tracks and careers and and ways to make money at post-service, they're just not going to provide that. And I think guys really, guys and girls really miss that sort of um, 
responsibility for one another. And then as well as, you know, another common one, I think is uh, as odd as it sounds is risk. I mean, there's some, obviously there's some risk in combat and there's some risk in the outdoors. You can get, get um, injured and you have to sort of think about risk. You have to think about how you're going to navigate risk. You're going to think about how much risk you want to take all things that you're doing. um, You know, guys and girls were doing in Iraq and Afghanistan. And um, yeah, we've just, we at Vogue identified some catharticism and some benefit in our own, in ourselves um, post-service and, you know, sort of took a bet on the fact that I bet this could be scaled and we're not unique to our other GWAT brethren. And uh, I bet this, you know, we could scale this all the way as high, you know, sky's the limit. And I th- yeah, I think we were right. I mean, it's um, the, the beauty of it, Chris, is it's really, um, it, it can be, you know, from a paddle boarding, two hours of paddle boarding, 20 minutes of paddle boarding or, or yoga a sunrise yoga yeah. all the way oh. to the most hardcore, you know, um, ski missions, you know, around the world. It's the same, it's the same fundamentals at every single level. And um, yeah, it's really been, it's been a pleasure to be, a, to be a witness to. And uh, I think we're just getting started in terms of, um, you know, the, the efficacy yeah. of outdoor recreation for, for vets. Yeah. We're, we're, we'll do, get do back you, to do, Reddit at some point, but one thing I was going to ask you is, um, you know, just because we, we do know Rhett's backstory and it's the first time having you on, we, we have so many Army Rangers and SEALs on the show. And I think everyone's background that we get on is unique in terms of like what made them join special operations. I think you have to be a pretty unique individual to want to join that and, and to be put in the line of fire like that. So you know, what was just kind of like briefly your story growing up and, and what inspired you to become a special operator? And Ben, this is the I love, love me section here. So it's okay to love yourself on this. It's fine. You need to tell us everything, brother. Okay, okay. I thought, uh, I'm, um, I'm privy to the fact that my SEAL colleagues really, really examine these, uh, these sort of profile cells. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, I grew up in Blacksburg, Virginia, in a completely, you know, typical middle-class um, upbringing. My dad was a professor at Virginia Tech and he was really, he was really outdoorsy. He still is in, in fishing and uh, camping and whatnot. And that was a constant theme. Um, and I got really into wrestling in around the sixth grade and I made it about, you know, uh, if I was a 5% better, I would have been wrestling um, in college but I elected to not wrestle in college and I went to undergrad at, uh, in Tennessee and a lot of my teammates did go on and at some of which wrestled at the Naval Academy. Wow. And uh, yeah, I kind of lost, I kind of lost um, focus at that point. I, you know, I stopped wrestling and I, you know, I was 18 and um, life was beer and in the frat house and <laughs> um, doing things that, <laughs> you do at the university of Tennessee at 19. And, um, I guess it was enjoyable, uh, you know, to an extent, but I really didn't know where I was going. I didn't really know what I was doing. And these guys were at the net, the Naval Academy, but my, um, former wrestling teammates and a close friend was playing basketball and they, you know, they just seemed like they sort of knew, um, what they wanted to do and they were on the right track and, and sort of, I uh, regretted not, um, I missed like a structure like that. I mean, I was just sort of looking at these guys at 
that I was uh, in undergrad with and they wanted to be like, you know, in the business world. And um, I thought, I don't want to do any of that. I don't, I don't care about any of that. I just, uh, you know, want to go, I basically was in undergrad sort of at the wishes of my parents. And um, anyway, they called me one day and they said, there's this thing you could do. It's called Navy SEALs. It's like the hardest thing you could possibly do. And it doesn't really matter that you didn't go to the Naval Academy. In fact, it might be even better that you didn't. And I was like, you're kidding me. Um, This sounds awesome. So YouTube was sort of like a thing back then, but nothing like it was now. And I watched every single thing you could watch on it. Wait, so I'm just curious, what year was this then? This was 2009. Oh, wow. Okay. Oh, wow. Wow. That's not that long ago. Wasn't that long ago at all. Holy crap. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. That's, um, yeah, I was, I was young, you know, in terms of the whole GWAT, I'm, I'm, um, sort of came in in the second half. So, yeah, yeah, so these um, seals were sort of like getting um, a lot more spotlight in the, in the in the war in Afghanistan. You know, it sort of became like, um, hey, maybe we could win this war by more tactical. You know, cut the head off the snake, and and not, um, mm-hmm. you know, not with such mass scale operations. And so it was becoming more and more. Obviously, Bin Laden wasn't um, hadn't been killed yet, but I was sort of kind of catching on. Anyway, I decide, you know, I'm like t- about to call my dad and say, "Hey, I'm going to do a fifth year here in, in undergrad. I'm not going to graduate." And uh, it's just kind of life's coming to a head. And I decide, you know what, I'm doing this. I'm uh, this is this is what I should do, and um, it's going to be a new a new beginning for me. And uh, it takes a long time to join the Navy unless you're um, you know, physically perfect for, you know, a bunch of, it took about 10 months, but yeah. So I just did it. I just jumped in the deep end and went out to San Diego and uh, went through the whole thing. And, you know, obviously it was, um, it was challenging, but I sort of knew, Hey, if I don't make this, I have to go back to, um, you know, I don't have anything really waiting for me. You know, I'll just go back to being sort of a, college dropout and um this is a chance for me to reinvent myself and um and yeah so I did it and I made it uh made it through and went out to Virginia Beach and spent the next nine and a half years there um just doing rotations deploying and um being a SEAL and it was awesome it was really really enjoyable and um I don't I would recommend it to uh, another 20 year old who's looking for, for a new path as well. And um, yes, about a decade later, my wife was pregnant. I met my wife. Uh, We got married and she was pregnant and um, I was just doing them over and over the cycles. And I sort of looked at that 10 year reenlistment and thought, this is, um, you know, this is a big point here. You could either, you're either going all the way or, or you could do something else. And yeah, yeah, a lot of the, I guess, you know, in in retrospect, it's been, I've been out about three years now and and some of the mystery of it all and sort of the things that I was curious about um, proving to myself or finding out about myself had been found, I guess. And um, I decided that, yeah, I wanted to get out. I'd had some, a little bit of, well, I had had a, a significant TBI on the on my last deployment, and I was sort of in a uh, just 
it's basically another head injury was going to be um not not good anyway in the time that i was deploying in in my leave period i was always coming to denver to ski and to climb and um i had been out on long's peak and all this stuff and i thought if my wife doesn't have any um adamant you know claim to a place we have to move i'm moving to colorado and so she was um she might be able to hear me right now but she, um, <laughs> <laughs> she was sort of like well let's just see where you get a job and i was like only looking for uh, employment and yeah, uh, you're 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 fine-tuning it right? yeah well that, that's right that's right i wasn't looking that's all it's available in the whole united states is denver colorado that's right that's right she's the only people that will respond to these emails in uh in denver so yeah so this is about the time i met rhett and i met another um i met another two gentlemen who had gotten out of uh, the teams before me and they had really um reckoned their own sort of post-service mental health with um with the outdoors and they had already sort of the talks about this accelerating veterans recovery outdoors act was um sort of rumored at this time i don't think it was um endorsed by any lawmakers and yeah they basically said hey this this outdoor therapy this outdoor recreation implementation for veterans is so palpable you know this is worth us um you know dedicating ourselves to and fighting for um and so i came on sort of as a um initially i was going to like help with finance and stuff like that but um yeah it, it gained momentum and it got in, uh, picked up in the compact act and it basically they um you know this this law that a care provider at the VA, you know, when let's say you're you're seeing the VA for for mental health and uh, different mental health reasons, that care provider obviously has a, a list of different implementations that they can provide for you, um, talk therapy, pharmaceuticals, what have you, and this law would allow funding for outdoor recreation um, to be on that list. Um, and so has it passed? Is it is it I I don't I don't know if it has has it gone through or yeah. just in, in particular yeah. states it's gone through. Yeah, it has gone through. Um December 9th, 2020, the compact deck passed. That's but right. this okay. particular part of the funding was sort of put into a purgatory state, um where in in a couple thousand more words than this, they said, Hey, this is this is great, but we, we need some more, you know, we need to treat this up, not unlike any other study. So we're going to establish a task force for 24 months. We want you guys to study the outcomes of this, um, you know, the, the veterans participating and then report back to us. And then at that point, we're going to, you know, we'll endorse it for, for the long term. So that's where I'm we playing, are now. I'm playing devil's advocate. Do you think, I know we're not going political here. I'm, we're getting medical here. Do you think the pharmaceutical companies had something to say with this, Matt? Because because I've I've been down that road. I've been down yeah, where yeah, they yeah. put me through 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 pills, and and I know this these programs. That's what we're trying to get people off of. Is all the drugs is to get them into this sort of stuff to 
Is that why they, and it's always, whenever I hear task force, brother, I don't know if you're the same as me. When I hear we're going to put a task force to study this, my, if I don't know if my eyes rolled, but they did, at least in my head, I went, oh, shit, here it comes. Another yeah, task that's right. force to do a study on something. Uh, right. I, I mean, I, to me, so, the proof is in the pudding. You guys, it, it works, but I, you don't need to go ahead. I'm sorry. No, that's, that's just, right. That's, that's right. me I mean, being, being kind of kind of pissed, being a pissed off ranger a little bit right there when I just heard that. <laughs> I hear you. We don't we definitely don't need 24 months. I think, yeah. you know, I think it's not a big enough concern to, um, you know, it's like a, a mosquito on an elephant compared to pharmaceuticals. They don't you know, they don't care. <laughs> And we don't, uh, we certainly aren't implying that it's a replacement. Sure. It's more, it's a message that the, the VA needs more options. They can't be limited by only pharmaceuticals yeah. or only, um, you know, two or three options. They're like basically mental health um, care is, is extremely diverse and it's comprehensive of a lot of things from diet to sleep to talk therapy to relationships to all this stuff and and pharmaceuticals is is an important part of that um so we're not no one i i've never heard anyone imply like we can reduce um you know eliminate the use of pharmaceuticals by the outdoors that's not really the the goal is more of um just and or as well just yeah. add this just let this be an option yeah absolutely so, no, yeah, yeah. To answer your question, we've never heard any kickback from um, big pharma. I think they, you know, they would think like, oh, that's cute. I mean, <laughs> which is so crazy because, yeah, I mean, it's like it's the obvious is that a lot of guys who their whole job, their whole life involved being outdoors, taking risk. And then you take that element out of their entire lifestyle of course, they're going to feel like a fish out of water. And I think it'd actually be interesting to get to Rhett because you were saying that's around the time that you met Rhett. And I mean, that also plays into what you do, Rhett, is like, instead of getting guys on pharmaceuticals, take some CBD. What supplements are you taking? Yeah, you plant sport pills. You got, you know, taking a magnesium supplement, all this great stuff. I mean, I'm well yeah. rested because I took my brain blend last night from Ned. But it, I mean, there's definitely a connection there. So I'd love to hear how you guys hooked up and and how you yeah. partnered between holistic medicine and outdoor recreation. Yeah, and how I mean, you wanted to how you wanted a Navy SEAL to be part be head of finance. I don't know how what, what, <laughs> what, what you say, but any special operation guy ahead of finance for that. It doesn't matter if it's a SEAL Ranger P well, maybe an Air Force P a PG or combat control. They're a little smarter than us. Yeah, you know, um, so I first met Josh and um I just I heard about this guy who had come back from the SEALs and he had really thrown himself into nature expeditions. Like and that and that's Josh Jesperson. Josh Jesperson, yeah. yeah. And Josh is the uh one of the co-founders that uh, Ben mentioned of Vogue. And um and yeah, Josh had done this this big expedition. I mean, Ben was talking about it. You know, you want to have these expeditions, you want to prepare for them, you want to have logistics, and it's like kind of a similar mindset, as far as I know. But Josh did this thing where he um he climbed and then snowboarded down from each of the 58 uh, 14ers in Colorado in one season. Cool. Right. So, I mean, that, this is, that had never been done and it hasn't ever been done since it's been skied, but never snowboarded. So I heard about this guy um, and he was really, you know, focused on, on uh, his like re-entry 
from after the military. Uh, and he was focused on nature as, as helping him work through it. And, um, and I just loved it. And he was putting out this magazine <clears throat> and I said, Ned has got to sponsor this. Like, this is just so well aligned and love him, love what he's doing. And so we sponsored it and I got to meet Josh at a talk he gave. And then we stayed in touch and, uh, you know, he was kind of kicking around the idea of having a, making it a bit more official. And he was taking other veterans outdoors and he was going up into Wyoming and um, down to the Southern Colorado near Alamosa, actually, Chris. And um, yeah, yeah. Sandra de Range, man. Yeah. Yeah. Sandra awesome. de are amazing. But um, so anyways, he was just uh, doing really cool stuff. And we, you know, at Ned, we just wanted to support him. Um, and so it, it really started that way. And then I was incredibly honored when he and Dustin, the other co-founder, asked me to be part of the board of the founding board of a Veterans Outdoor Advocacy Group. And uh, it was just, a, you know, it is one of the great honors of my life. And it's been such an incredible four years now. And uh, yeah, Ben joined us pretty soon after. It was a unanimous hell yeah from the team. Um, and Ben has uh, just really stepped up. So, um, and yeah, you know, it's just so well aligned with our mission of helping people with alternatives, natural alternatives. Like Ben said, you know, we're not trying to displace anything. We're just trying to give other options. We're trying to give options. natural options that we know what the power of nature is. We know how, and you know, Chris, you mentioned it, it's spiritual. Like it goes it to that level. And so it's just, uh, you know, I've got goosebumps here thinking about it. And um, I'm, me too. I mean, it has helped me, uh, you know, as a longtime entrepreneur, I have my own PTSD. And, uh, you know, it, yeah. it's not the same. I wouldn't really compare it, but at the same time, it is similar. And it, so it is, you know, nature has, has really helped me. It's helped my family. It's helped so many people. And, um, and so Vogue is, is about giving that option. And, you know, you mentioned like, you know, when, when the, uh, when the act passed, I thought that that ought to be front page fucking news. all Yeah. Over. Yeah. And this is America putting money into nature therapy and saying for the first time that there is actual valid economic reason for us to get our asses outside and enjoy ourselves and i mean you know it was it was obscure it didn't make any any real headlines but man i think in the future when people look back they're going to say that was one of those pivotal moments yeah. where we began to create our reconnection with the natural world and it is. I, that's why I asked. That's what you and that's why I was, I was putting the little, I guess, the, the negative, the half half empty comment mm. in there is because I didn't see it. I didn't see anything. And you I would have thought that it would have been pushed out by everybody like, oh, my gosh, this is outstanding. And, you know, I'm being part of the VA system, which I still am, which again, I'm in the Ozarks here. So they, they do take good care of me down here in the Arkansas VA system. But it still has never been mentioned. They are there are the therapies that I do. I do. They allow for chiropractic now. They allow for um, uh, outside acupuncture. They allow for that now. But I, I didn't know that. I didn't know they allowed for 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 outside outdoor activities to for mental health. Um, 
and you know, I have had my issues. I have talked to therapy. I mean, I do. I, I, I yeah. with the uh, with the VA system, and I had no idea, no idea that was going on. So I, I think that's a complete miss, man. By by well, our you know, society, a, and there was a lot going on. It was uh, Trump signed it in the last few days of his uh, his term, and there was a kind of a lot of a lot of other headlines. In fairness, and, and it's and and it's a positive headline, which as we all know doesn't sell newspapers or whatever else right. they sell that it, it doesn't I, I that's sad to say with our country but positivity doesn't doesn't want people doesn't doesn't cause the clicks that negativity does and and i i'm sure that had a little totally. bit to do with it as well but but brother you brett you are so right when you asked me about me growing up i started thinking about growing up on the grand mesa and, and going fishing and all the lakes on the grand mesa and walking the sand dunes and then I thought of this, I thought of humping the Salang up in the Panchir and the mountain. I, I, I think we're veterans and this is where I'm at is that even when we were in Afghanistan and getting up in the mountains, I would see something as we were walking out there and it would remind me of the Grand Mesa, mm, which would remind yeah. me of home, which would remind, and that's the, that's the yeah. positivity of nature, not just the actual act is that you'll see something or I'll see a running stream. And like, man, look at that. I did. I still could think of it. in the Capisa province. I remember a running brook and it brought me back to fishing in the Black Canyon there by yeah. Gunnison. Well, well think like, about it. All maybe aside from the first time you got laid, all <laughs> of the best memories are outside. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it, yours first time was outside. So but mine was outside. So but if you think back, like all of your best memories, and I'll encourage the listeners right now. Think back throughout your life. Your best memories are going to be outdoors. I promise you. They always are. That's just beautiful. You just yeah. remember. That's why running is so spiritual. You run by something and you'll see a tree blossoming or you'll see. And it will remind you of other places you've been, whether it was running or whether it was. But you're like, man, I remember that. And then then it's yeah. just a, a positive steamroll. It is yeah. just, man, remember what you're doing. Remember the smells. Remember the sun. Remember. And it it brings that warmth. Actually, right now I'm I'm all warm and fuzzy, and it ain't the it ain't the coffee that's that's doing that to me. Yeah, I don't know, Ben. I I know we kind of you know I, I kind of wanted to get into that too. The action and the direction and the teamwork is fantastic with the outdoor stuff, but we, nobody really talks about those little. And they're they're not. I don't think they're flashbacks. They're memories, reminiscing. We, we reminisce yeah. why we're outdoors, and we think of things. And global war on terror, especially, we reminisce because we did see a lot of. Yeah, we saw a lot of savagery. We saw a lot of brutality. We saw, you know, we did. We saw a lot of bomb buildings and pockmarked buildings from discus and things like that, which honestly still have some beauty to them. To be honest with you, some surreal beauty. But we also saw a lot of beauty in these countries. There is uh, totally, I mean, even I'll be honest. Even mo uh, do you do you find yourself doing that when you're out there? And do guys, uh, guys and girls that you're out with, do they find themselves doing that as well? Or do they talk to you about it when they go back? Man, I remember that. Or do they keep it to themselves? What what's what's like the interaction on on a ride or a walk or a hiking or a skiing or snowboarding? And I don't snowboard anymore. Last time I caught an edge, I planted my goggles into my forehead so that's when i gave up snowboarding because i caught an edge there at powder powder horn out there in the <laughs> but um um but yeah what do you what do you see like what do you catch in the little things that you catch when you're out there yeah yeah so we it's it's super diverse i mean you, everything from um you know people that you know 
enter the outdoors and within 30 minutes they want to be, you know, they really want to come ahead with an experience they had and, and look for some, um, you know, they want to share their experiences and, and get the opinions of others to, you know, maybe a, a five day, five night climb uh, with five wow. combat wounded veterans. And, you know, the, the talk of the talk of combat doesn't even come up. And at Vogue, um, you know, we're not, we have a, you know, a ton of experience in this, but we try to, we try to defer to the, you know, to the veteran and let them have their the experience that they want to have. And luckily, you know, I think when you're talking about the spiritual side, I think nature really uh, provides that timeline for us and for them, you know, um, you know, in accordance with what's right for them. And, and nine times out of 10, um, you know, something unexpected happens to where, you know, Hey, we started out, I didn't really know if we were going to talk about this or that, or if I was going to think about, you know, my relationship with this event that took place, but, um, you know, around the campfire or when we saw the sunrise on the, on the third day, you know, it came about. And so nature really, um, to its credit, I think is a, a really good, uh, facilitator of that therapeutic process. And you don't really have to show up with a, with a PDF that says, okay, uh, yeah. when we get to mile marker three, we're going to ask these questions of mile, you know, day two, we'll do this talk. It really, um, will unfold in itself. And, you know, maybe it doesn't, um, maybe words are never spoken, but I've, I've never been experienced an outing where, uh, you know, value wasn't derived from the, um, from the experience or, you know, the person got nothing out of it just because I think, like you said, it's, it's, you know, first, you know, it sounds silly, but a lot of the outdoors is a break from your cell phone and from yeah. your laptop and from your job. <laughs> and from, I mean, it's even so, if, just, if I could jump in here, it's so true because I've, I've heard it yeah. said before that like growing up for us, you know, cause we're all within 20 years or so of each other, 15 years is that, you know, you went on the internet to escape whatever was going on in your life. And it's like, now we get out in real life to escape the internet, which is pretty sad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. I think even um, for a lot of people and I'll, I'll put myself in that bucket, you know, I'll, I'll go in the outdoors for a night and it's, it's the lack of, it's the lack of connectivity. That's, um, you know, pretty awesome. powerful as sad as that is. Um, but there's a lot more to it than that. And then um, Vogue, about 24 months ago, we started what's called the Vogue Coalition. We sort of identified that there's a, a ton of optionality and a ton of nonprofits that are sort of in this space or organizations that are civilian focused, but they offer a veteran program. And, and none of them are really speaking with one another. And it was sort of um, disjointed, no no real identification of best practices. And, you know, it's just a 30, 40, 50 veteran outdoor therapy nonprofits in America, and there was no really unification. So we started what's called the Vogue Coalition, which is a way for the folks who are actually um, providing the outdoor therapy on a daily basis, the, the, the groups that are taking the veterans out day in and day out, that's their sole purpose, to communicate with each other and with us, and, that, and so that we can still leverage our relationships in DC with lawmakers and speak for, you know, instead of Vogue, now we're speaking for, you know, now there's about 15 organizations, but they probably take out, um, 
10,000 veterans a year. So we're sort of, uh, you know, we bottleneck it into Vogue and then we go to DC and we can sort of represent um, the larger body and get the, you know, provide community for those organizations to say, hey, what's working for you guys? What's not working? You know, um, how do you guys handle this? How do you handle that? And that way, when the VA and the, um, you know, the, yeah, well, the VA is really ready to turn up the volume of, of prescribing outdoor therapy, um, you know, we're able to, to make sure that veterans are getting, you know, sort of verified, accredited care, um, you know, through vetted, um, you know, researchers involved, this, that, and the other. And it's not just sort of, you know, hey, find a, find a fly fishing outfitter in your local town and we'll write them a check. Because um, if, if, any, if any, there's been any kickback in D.C., it's around uh, that, that topic, the topic of abuse and sort of malicious actors that would want to get in front of this. And um, I think, you know, certain lawmakers, and I'm glad they do, when any budget is, is being uh, or any, any expenditures being discussed, they automatically go to, well, how are we going to make sure that this doesn't get um, sure. into Abuse the wrong Abuse is a great word. Yeah, 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 exactly. Abuse. So, so yeah, the Vogue Coalition is, it was sort of built to serve that purpose, too, to say, so we could go to uh, lawmakers and say, look, we've, we've thought about this. We know, what, um, we know what right looks like, and you can be sure that when you start writing these checks, they're going to fall in the hands of, of legit, uh, legit folks. And these are, you know, these are these people are doing the Lord's work out there. They're, um, yeah. you know, these are the real guys moving the dirt every day, taking the veterans out. And, um, we wouldn't be, you know, Vogue wouldn't be, wouldn't exist without them. So I don't know how I got on that tangent, but no, but I, I, and I do <laughs> wish all these groups would work together. Cause like whether we've yeah. had on, uh, uh, you know, the guy from Vetoga, uh, Justin, who works on that, or uh, Nick Merrick from Green Beret Racing. There's so many grassroots organizations doing all this great outdoor work with veterans. And I think when you speak to the normal civilian, they've heard of one or two veterans advocacy groups out there or charitable organizations. And oftentimes those aren't the ones doing the best work. They're just paying the most money to advertise and that you see them on TV and in ads right. all the time. And it's really the grassroots groups like you guys who are doing the most hands-on work. And there's not these executives at the top getting the lion's share of the money that should be going to veterans. Yeah. That's right. If you Google something like vet, vet bow hunting or just vet hunting, I mean, you're going to get, you're going to, it's going to come up with 40, 50 um, outfitters, you know, in inquiries for, for you to dig deeper and the best outdoor, you know, the most therapeutic experience that, that might be down at number 18 or, number 22. Yeah. I mean, who knows, you know, you, how would you know? And I think for the vet, it's a little bit, um, overwhelming, I guess is the word I would use, like, and sort of a deterrent, like this is such a, you know, this is such a big world with, I, I don't know, you know, like I'm well, just gonna... it, it doesn't add credit. It, it lessens the credibility to be honest with you. That's I right. saw, I'm just thinking of myself. I'm looking at going, what is all these, man? Okay. You know, yeah, which, no, yeah. which one's got the blue check mark next to it since that's how we validate yeah, right. things nowadays. I, but I, and, and you do, you're like, well, screw it then. I, I, this is a way. That's right. I don't want to waste my time trying to find something. I want Lieutenant Colonel 
freaking new Lieutenant Colonel Benjamin Davis of Vogue. This is the good one. Got it. I trust it. Or, or, and that's where it goes to too, is finding somebody that you trust that can refer you a subject matter expert in that particular field, which just sounds like, and, and Rhett, correct me if I'm wrong too, that's what you guys are trying to do, which is excellent. And, and honestly, that's hell of business. I'm just thinking, man, that's hell of business foresight there, man. Oh my gosh, nobody does that. If you guys would do that, well, first of all, and I wish you nothing but the best, you'll be bigger than what you even are right now, which is pretty dang big. But second of all, you're taking a lot of the guesswork from veterans out and you're saving them a lot of that extra stress that we go through just trying to find somebody. I just want somebody to tell me and I want somebody I trust. Mm -hmm. This is what's good. Gotcha. You you know what you're talking about. Yeah, that's right. I think if you, you know, if you ask a GWAP veteran and a bunch of, let's say, a group of four buddies that kick around Denver or wherever in Arkansas. And you say, Hey man, how come you didn't take a trip out to the mountains this year? How come you didn't, I know you love deep sea fishing or fly fishing or how come you didn't go this year? You know, there's obviously going to be some family reasons. There's going to be some work reasons, but one of the reasons that the reason that Vogue want, you know, wants to eliminate is like, it's sort of a pain in the ass to figure it all out. (laughs) You know, you got a plan, you know, it's like, it's a, it's not immediately obvious. You've got permits, you've got the other, this, that, and the other. And I think we can, um, we can enable veterans to utilize the outdoors more by making the access, um, you know, by breaking down the barriers that exist, um, which is one of the task force mandates is, you know, why aren't we, you know, we have the national parks, we have, uh, you know, arguably one of the best public lands, although it's not perfect, but, we have a robust public lands um, real estate here in, in the United States and why aren't veterans using it more on their own? And um, when you really get down into it, it's not as easy as, as um, you think, especially if you grew up in an urban environment, you know, you had listed at 18 from, from inner city, you know, New York city or, or Chicago or Detroit. I mean, it's not going to be immediately obvious like, Oh man, maybe I would like to go horseback riding, or maybe I do want to, ski or whatever it's not um it's not as easy as as you know it might seem for those of us who have been doing it forever so yeah yeah man it's all about access and education i think from here and recommendations i i recommendations by 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 veterans and by also the civilian the civilian perspective of it which red and but red's you know red is also just or just a tremendous human being. I mean, which which does help to be make a good civilian. You know, gotta be a good, good human being makes a good anybody. Yeah. But you know, on on your end, but watching it from your side and going along the same lines, is that what you're trying to do? I I, I mean, I'm I'm just looking at but making that where you guys are. We are we are the end all be all. We will tell you that we will recommend not tell you, but we will recommend these groups because we have fully vetted them. That's a hell of an undertaking, brother. How are you? How do you? How are you guys going to do that? There's millions of out there. What, yeah, what's well, the plan? Or, or is that trade secrets? If you, you don't want to tell trade, is that OPSEC? You don't have to tell me if that's OPSEC stuff. How you guys are going to do that? I just don't know how the heck you would. I, I love that you're going to try, but what do you do? How do you? How do you vet? How do you credit? Make these all credible? How do you get out there one at a time and just check the box or or what? Well, you know, I would say it, I don't think the end goal is a list of every outdoor nonprofit in America and a 
in a, you know, red, yellow, green next to their name. Okay. I think it's taking, you know, reaching out to guys like Rhett for, you know, things that he's the expert in yeah. reaching out to psychologists and psychiatrists and uh, things that they're the expert in reaching out to the American mountain guide association or the, you know, the actual, the actual experience has to be cool too. Reaching out to the best dietitians, the best sleep therapists, and saying, "Hey, what is, what is, um, what's the best?" You know, just like we did in Special Forces, is like let's not try to reinvent the wheel here or become, yeah. you know, we, we don't have to be Jimi Hendrix on the guitar. We just have to know. We just have to know the guy. You don't have to be the guy. Just know the guy. And that's and that you know, to Rhett's credit, Rhett's the guy in his space. And that's how Vogue has uh, been able to grow so much is, is because so many people believe in this. And you just have to find the person that can contribute their portion and then say, hey, th- we know that this works. And we've, we've talked to thousands of people, veterans, they've experienced it. This is a system that works. And, you know, you can endorse it or, or not. But, hey, we do know, um, you know, these, these folks endorse it we know that veterans have participated with these organizations and they're saying that their experience was really meaningful um and so you know we think that it's uh we recommend them more so than sort of whitelist blacklist with like these are good and these are bad is is more of like what's the what's the what's the winning formula and who is uh who's able to deliver it yeah. And then, you know, like, I think also the vetting part comes down to what's the intention behind that organization or that business. It's like, if the intention is just to make a bunch of money, then that's, that's, that's not super noble. Yeah. So, um, yeah. you know, I think like finding the best, but then also finding the right people who, who are along for the right mission. So, yeah, I gotta, I gotta tell you guys like two of them that we've had on man, Vetoga. Mm-hmm. And Green Beret Racing. I mean, just speaking with those guys, the work that they're doing is phenomenal. And just speaking with both of them, they're they're hurting with the fact that all these bigger veteran advocacy organizations are propped up. They get so much money put into them. Mm-hmm. And you guys are kind of being left behind. So, I mean, if there's anything I could do to make those connections, it would be amazing. Um, I got to I gotta talk to Red about something that's off the subject of all this, although CBD certainly does help <laughs> veterans. But uh, Chris knows I've been working with, you know, a new guy who's working in the tech space. He's involved in CBD. Adam does phenomenal things. Um, and he's not, he he creates CBD, but he's not selling it right now. And, I, you know, I know a little bit more about CBD now, thanks to you guys. And I was asking him about all this uh, Delta 8 stuff, how a lot of it is made in China, as we spoke about. And it's funny because, and you probably hear this all the time, right? He goes to me. And, you know, he's just giving me his honest uh, viewpoint on things from what he's experienced. And he goes, yeah, but like all CBD is made in China. It's it's all made there. Like anything that you're getting is made in China because it's so rare to find what you guys are doing. It's like it's a premium product, but the, and you may be paying a premium over what you're going to get at a gas station or something. But like to know that you're getting something that's so pure, that's grown in Colorado by a farmer and like, and as Chris has said for it, that's helping veterans out. Like it's, it makes sense that you guys work together, but I wanted to relay that to you because so many people uh, are under the impression that you can't find American grown CBD. Oh, you, 
You absolutely can. I'll take you to the farm. I'll introduce you to the farmer, his wife, their yeah. kids and their two dogs. Uh, and they're like 18 sheep that they run over their pastures at this time of year so that they can, uh, you know, fertilize the field. And yeah, I mean, and then, you know, honestly, that's a shame because there are so many struggling hemp farmers in America right now because the there's been a glut of hemp. In 2019, everyone with more than an acre grew hemp. Uh, it yeah. just simply made economic sense to do so at that time. And a lot of that 2019 crop is still sitting in warehouses. People, wow, families are begging people to buy it from them. You know, we we exclusively buy our hemp from Jonathan Reckling over in Paonia. Um, I'm Delta Family Farms. And Shout out to Jonathan, his wife, two kids, two dogs, and 17 sheep. And um, <laughs> But, you know, I would be more than happy to help your friend or anybody else find American-grown hemp. More That's than awesome. Is that part of what made the connection with you guys by any chance? Because I know, yeah. you know, you working with athletes we've had on, like Chad Solomon, they're yeah. looking for great supplements. And, and as for someone like Ben who've, you know, sustained some type of injuries in combat and, and things like that. There's so many people I've spoken to who have tried everything and they're just like, nothing has worked for this. Then they turn to pharmaceuticals. And a lot of the times they haven't even tried CBD. They haven't even tried the bomb that you guys put out and things like or, that. So, or they tried it and it was crappy hemp from, uh, from yeah, China, China or it was isolate or, you know, like, so we, we get this often. Um, we, we find people who say, you know, I've, I've tried CBD. I tried four other companies. I tried yours and oh my God, I finally feel something. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, it's honestly, it's, it's made it an uphill battle for us because there are so many bad actors out there. Um, you know, I've mentioned this five minutes ago, what's the intention of the business or the organization? Our intention, my intention was to connect people with nature and period stop right there the way I went about and did it was to create a product that would be a natural alternative to pharmaceuticals and tell the story of Jonathan, his wife, two kids, two dogs, and their 17 sheep. Like I want people to go there. If you look on the, the, uh, any of the bottles or any of the tubes of our, of our hemp products, you'll see the GPS coordinates of yep, the yep. Farm where the hemp is growing. Yep. And we want people to like, <laughs> we want to transport people there so that, and we, you know, we, this is all throughout our content. It's all like nature bathing. It's all about the farm. You see lots of beautiful pictures. I want you to like, when you use our product, I want you to close your eyes and feel yourself being transported to the farm. I want you to feel the sun on the back of your neck. I want you to smell the hay, hear the, the crickets. Like, so I, for a lot of people, and we hear this often, People will tell us, you know, I work my ass off all day. I got three kids. I got this. I got that. Like, I don't have a single moment in my entire day other than the one minute where I take your product, I close my eyes, and I just transport to what I'm grateful for, transport to a beautiful memory, or just like zen out and not think about anything for one minute. So, you know, for me, Ned was always about my passion, my personal passion, which is to help people find a deeper connection to the natural world. We just happen to do it through products. Well, and, and what you said about the Western Slope, you're spot on. I just went back 
right there for, for the, I, you know, I'm playing on the farms in Delta that I grew up on. And yeah, you know my smell. there's a, there's a certain smell over there. Bikes out in the middle of nowhere. Oh man. I, yeah, it's, it, oh, it is. It's awesome. It, it's, it's, it, it, and listen, I still remember the, the trees on my grandfather's farm. I'm a Willow's farm, man. And we could, we could open up the, that's back in the day. Where you can actually open up your windows and leave, let your five-year-old sleep by an open window. <laughs> open window I, and i could man, i still remember hearing the trees rustle and then the, then the doves i remember the doves being bigger uh, they were huge doves out there and they would wake you up in the morning and yeah, uh, yeah. and and you know that's where i learned i'll be honest that's where i learned pellet my grandfather here here's a pellet gun Iho. miho go go ahead get out get out of my face and go run around the fields for a little bit go shoot some of them rabbits abuela yes and it, it is it, it's and it, it's still i mean Colorado, I tell you, the Eastern Slope just it's to me, it's too huge. It's just too many dang people. Even Colorado Springs, and when I was with 19 Special Forces, that's where my armory was. But the Western Slope, it still has stayed relatively Western Slopey. Yeah, that's <laughs> right. That's word. right. It, yeah, it, you know, it ben has. And I, and I do recommend people go to Mexican. Yeah, Ben and I were always go going right. west. You know, we, uh, we drive I-70 for our, our adventures for the most part. Yeah. And, uh, you know, I think the, for me, the goal, uh, Boulder, Colorado is where we are. Ned is, my family is. Yeah. And it, it's just, uh, and I, we actually live like 10 minutes outside of town up in the mountains and it's a world away. We, uh, yeah, we had a, a mountain lion kill just behind my house. Um, I mean, there it, we're in, we're in the wilderness up here, but um, eventually my plan is to go deeper and uh get further and further away from people and just immerse myself deeper into nature and uh and you know it's what's cool ian you mentioned it and, and ben you as well you know it used to be that uh we were trying to get online and now we're trying to get offline and yeah. more and more people are going this way and i mentioned it a while ago as well you know i think that there's going to be a shift there's a pendulum right everything in life is a pendulum and it can go when it yep. gets too far over here, it's got to come back over there. And so I think we're beginning to see that reconnection with nature. We understand how, how fucked up it is that we spend so much time on screens yeah. and we're so connected and it's killing us. It's killing our children. Suicide rates among <laughs> kids is, I mean, it's, the the age of children taking their own lives is is dropping and dropping like even just like myopia of eyes you know kids are spending all their time yeah. looking at these little screens and you know glasses for for nearsightedness are being prescribed like off the charts um and so but now we're getting organizations like vogue and we're see we're reading uh you know great books by florence williams and richard louvre and just great people who are are you know, showing us how important it is to go back home. And when I say go back home, like nature is our home. We grew up, we evolved in nature for 99.999% of our, our existence. The, the African savanna, the, uh, you know, the, the, the great American West, this was where we grew up and we were just as natural as a coyote on the plains or an apple tree in, in the Ozarks. Um, we uh we are nature we are natural and so you know going home is uh it just feels good to go home definitely uh, yeah one i, I just one I um, hope we quit we quit 
Go ahead, go ahead, Ben. I'm sorry, man. I cut you off. Go ahead. No, no, no. Yeah, I was just going to share one you know moment that really stuck out to me, um, to Rhett's point going home, and how this is sort of in our human existence. You know, we we go on these trips to D.C. and and we would be fortunate enough to get you know a, a full day schedule of going from senator to senator or congressman to congressman, and before each meeting, you know, we would do a little a little briefing, sort of get some get our ducks in a row. Okay, this is Senator so and so from this state. He was sort of uh, gained notoriety for voting this way, and he's got this, you know, he was aligned to Trump and this or that. And okay, he's a Republican, he's a Democrat, da 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 da. And about the fifth meeting, you know, we just sort of stopped doing that because we would get in there, and you'd have about you'd have about thirty seconds. You you know, it's pretty uh, it's kind of stressful situation. He's got you know, he or she has like ten staffers in there, and they're kind of looking at you like this better be important, and. uh you know, within about a minute, it, the same exact reaction from Republican to Democrat was, you know, is had. It doesn't really, it had no, um, you know, what side of the aisle they sat on didn't really matter. And and the lawmaker would think like, ah, yeah, why aren't we doing that? You're telling me the, you know, the VA can't prescribe, uh, we don't have money for guys to go out in the outdoors. It seems so obvious. Um, and so, yeah, so as the day goes on, you just, we just sort of stopped, you know, um, researching you know this guy's political agenda because we didn't really have to um and i think for me i just realized like yeah this is just in our this is sort of obvious this is just in our our dna and uh you know time spent in nature and the outdoors is is um necessary and it's 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 super impactful so uh yeah i just wanted to share that sort of what when rhett was talking i was thinking like yeah that doesn't um it's one of the few things i think in in politics or in um you know, that you can do in DC where you're not going to have to sort of change your talking, your talk track or, you know, modify your, uh, your angle based on, uh, based on your audience. I mean, everyone gets it. Well, and, and, and you shouldn't have to, regardless And my, you be yourself, yeah. be who you are. And if, if, because of somebody's political agenda, they don't like it, they don't like it. Well, all right. Well, you know what? Probably you were probably my best fit for me anyway. So we'll go to the. And I, I think as as special operations guy and military personnel and even in entrepreneurs that are extremely successful, um, I think a lot of them don't curtail what they're. They just say this, this is what it is, and it, it is yeah, a sink it. or swim. It's like throwing your ass in the pool, dude. Hey, <laughs> hey, so you want to yeah. be a seal? Go ahead, jump in there, man. Sink or <laughs> swim, and. And I like that you guys do that. I'm, I, I mean, I, I, I'm. That honestly warms my heart more than anything. Is your I say to hell with your political opinions. We don't care. This is who we are. Do you want to help us or yeah, not? That's right. You do. Yeah. Great. And and I'm glad. And it's good to hear that a lot of them. And they should because that means there's yeah. still humanity left in political parties, which I hate <laughs> politics. So you guys know. Well, it goes to show. Yeah. There's still there's still humanity left. Yeah. And, you know, it goes to show that we're all one and we're all Americans and we're all people. We're all human beings and we all love the same things, you know, family, freedom, good food, good music and the outdoors. And it's like these things join us all. And uh, yeah, like it it is a bipartisan thing getting outside. It is a human thing. Yeah. It's true. And, and I think there's some power there, Ben, to you going out there and speaking with these members of Congress, because for one, as you said, you don't have a political agenda. You're just out there to represent veterans and healing veterans through nature. And we've spoken about it before on the podcast. I mean, like 
politicians as a whole, trust in them is at an all-time low. Trust in the media is pretty much at an all-time low. And these are like actual surveys you could look at. But people do still trust and respect veterans in this country, even though if, if oftentimes it doesn't feel that way. And I think as opposed to someone in Congress, you know, or veterans in Congress who are running for political office and they have some type of political agenda, you go there and I think you have all the credibility in the world. Um, and the last thing I'm wondering in terms of that, too, is were there any uh, politicians, whether they're Democrat or Republican, who were like super helpful and ready to come on board and, and really make make this a priority? Yeah, absolutely. Um trying to think if there's any implications of naming them by name uh, we have some <laughs> communications we have some communications staffers that are uh, about 10 times smarter than i am uh, senator boozman in arkansas is really invested in this yeah. senator kramer uh very invested in this um i think you know it's it's like i said it there's no one who's not um willing to help what what um what a i don't want to call it a problem what the issue sort of is is these lawmakers are, are looking up thinking a little bit bigger picture this isn't a bill that would be would be a standalone most likely um it's something that's going to get added into uh or or mixed with a lot more veteran based or even non-veteran based um, legislation and so they're sort of shopping for things they believe in to build this build this larger body of, of change that they really want to bring to bear and hang their hat on um and and that's fine with us i mean that's you know there's nothing wrong with that i mean you, you got to be a little bit careful you don't want to get blended in with something that you think has no chance of um making any progress but yeah i mean everyone has been um super super helpful we really target the those on the senate veterans affairs committee and house veterans affairs committee obviously they have the most ability to um affect change um but we'll see you know we there's some other there's some really really good ideas out there apart from this that um we really believe in I've, we're looking at um you know we could go a whole another hour on this but you know we really think that the va uh crisis line and the support um network that the VA provides needs to be decentralized and and more regionalized. We want to see a world where, you know, let's say I'm I'm worried about my buddy who lives in my neighborhood. He's a vet. Why do I why am I going to call a 1 800 number in DC? That's a yeah. that's a yeah. that's crazy. It needs to be something here, you know, in my county, in my in my town, someone who's met me, someone who's met the guy I'm worried about. We've had a We've shared a beer. We've shared a, a camping trip and say, hey, man, I'm worried about Mike down the street. Or I talked to uh, Chris the other last weekend. He didn't sound so good. Um, and so there's some stuff, some, some conversations around that. How can we how can we sort of regionalize the um, the suicide prevention network and the just the, you know, the veteran um, crisis lines and, and avenues of, of help? get them away from this federal system and down to the, uh, to the local level, all kinds of stuff. So um, yeah, man, the future is bright and, you know, because of a lot of folks like you guys and like Rhett who care about um, 
about all this stuff and, and veteran well-being and think that we can do better by by our veterans. Um, we've been able to make some real progress. It sounds like it. Yeah, definitely. Like you guys are doing great things and your hearts are in the right place. But Rhett, from as long as I've known you, you're just from us in this relationship on the podcast, your heart's always been in the right place. But uh, I don't know. Maybe it's not. Maybe you got me fooled, brother. But I don't think so. I think I think I, I think your heart's definitely. In, but hey, Rhett, I, I want to give you give you final final ending here, man. Anything else you want to say or you want to expound on what Ben says or or and what things maybe for the future, not just with with Vogue, but with with Ned, you know, I know we've always got new products coming out, too, but it didn't have to go that route. I just take hey, here's 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 some minutes, man. Take it and run with it, man. Whatever you want to say. Oh, well, I, I appreciate appreciate it, Chris and Ian. And, and um, you know, I, I really just, you know, wanted to focus in on, on Vogue today and um you know, Ned's mission is so closely aligned with Vogue's mission, which is to help people heal through the natural world. And so, uh, you know, we got great products. Check us out. Hello, Ned.com. Your listeners have heard that 1,000 times. And thank oh, yeah. you guys for that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. your listeners are well, to find wow, us. Man. Yeah. But, uh, no, you know, you're I'm awesome. Just, we're focused on the mission. Like, you know, Ned is is really a, a mission driven business. And um, Chris, if if I've got you fooled, then I've got myself fooled. Like <laughs> this is uh, this is what we do, and it is entirely about the mission. I mean, man, I I uh, I would not be a very good businessman if um, if if I was doing this for the money. <laughs> At some point, we gotta. <laughs> But so, um, that's so odd because that's like completely opposite of what most of the. But that's what makes you so awesome, and that's why that's why the products are so good. Yeah, well, that's why. That's why it is. That's why, because, that's um, why we are. It is because we pay Jonathan his his wife, two kids, and two dogs, and seventeen goes. We pay them a lot more <laughs> than Ian. Uh, your your buddy's paying for Chinese ice. Yeah. No, I'm sure. I and yeah. I was gonna say at some point we got to get you on to talk about travel, man. Because when I go on like LinkedIn and I see on your Instagram like the places oh, yeah. you and Adrian have traveled in order to really not only just for fun and for enjoyment, but to learn about like the best ingredients out there for treating yeah. all different types of things. I definitely would love to get you back on because I I haven't done a lot of travel recently. I've only been to a handful of countries, been to Israel, been to Costa Rica, Mexico, Canada. I definitely like to do some more travel. My parents are, ever, it's funny because my friends around here are like, your parents are always on vacation. They've seen it all. They've been to Europe and they've been to Vietnam and they've been to Asia. You know, they've been all over. So uh, it would be uh, cool to maybe. maybe get you and Adrian on to talk about yeah. all the travel you've done. Oh, yeah. I mean, oh, there's nothing. We just, we got to see it, you know, like, we absolutely have to see where your ingredients are coming from. We have to get to the, to the bottom of it. And, um, you know, we, based on our relationship with Jonathan, we, we started an amazing uh, network. We call it farm to Ned, where we source all of our ingredients from American farms, small American farms, literally from coast to coast, from Orcas Island off the coast of Washington, all the way to Martha's Vineyard where we get our lavender, our skullcap and, and um, passion flower. Wow. Um, and so we actually go to these farms. We, we meet the people and, you know, for Adrian and I, this is, this is the passion. And, um, you know, we both were doing way better financially 
before Ned, um, but we we weren't doing nearly as well from a mental standpoint, from a legacy standpoint, from a purpose standpoint, and that's way more important to us. Oh, um, absolutely. So. I'm, I'm gonna. I mean, I'm living that myself. Chris knows. I mean, I got like an amazing offer, right, or to work in media, and it would. I would have to sacrifice this podcast a little bit, and. I'm just unwilling to do that. I think like it's it's all about work-life balance and and doing things that you feel positive about and like having guys like yourselves on and the fact that there could be a veteran listening saying, I didn't know that there were these outdoor advocacy groups. I didn't know that I could go on a hunt or go on a climb or or ski. There's probably someone listening who this is going to have a positive impact on their life. And like, that's why we're here. I don't want to be in the media, like selling people on fear 24 seven. I want to be doing positive things and having a positive legacy. Yeah. And you Good know, you, man, it'll pay off. It, exactly. <laughs> I was just about to say that, Ben, it will pay off. And uh, whether that's on your deathbed or, or sooner, <laughs> it will pay off. But, um, you know, I, I really would want to make sure that uh, everybody listening knows how to find Vogue. So it's yes. uh, Vogue.org, V-O-A-G org and um and that's probably going to be the best place to start is that right ben yeah that's right yeah yeah and i see you guys are also on yep. instagram at vogue underscore official v-o-a-g underscore official um of course you can follow ned on instagram they have the best handle because just at ned uh, uh yeah. nothing better than the Rhett taylor instagrams yeah, and then yeah, yeah Red himself is is at i'm Rhett Retty. I'm R-E-T-T-Y yeah. on Instagram. Uh, hellonedcom slash battle line, of course. And you know what I was going to say? I mean, I love all of Ned's products. It's not just a sh- shameless plug. I mean, I've the fact that we get to do this and I get to try all the different things and feel all the different effects, which are, you know, they're not the, the Delta 8 type of thing where you're getting high off of this stuff. It's going to be subtle effects that you're going to notice. But my favorite thing, because I've gotten so into like the nootropic products, but I also love CBD is that brain blend because it's really a merging of those two worlds. You're getting something that's going to be good for your cognitive function. So I can be alert and do interviews like this, but also get great sleep and have that pain relief effect of CBD. I mean, that is an incredible product. And I don't think I've seen anything else on the market like it. I've seen nootropic products. I've seen CBD products. I haven't seen anything like the brain blend. That's my favorite. Yeah, we actually, um, you know, brain blend, one of the ways it came about a few ways, but one of the ways was talking with Josh Jesperson, former SEAL. And he was telling me about his traumatic brain injury or injuries multiple. And he said, you know, I said, well, what's wrong? He said, you know, too many, too many explosions. Yeah. And, um, and he said, you know, I got back, he goes, I had like mental dyslexia. He goes, I was putting the cereal in the refrigerator and the milk in the cupboard. And, um, and you know, so that was one of the reasons. I'm, not, I'm sorry I'm laughing, but I'm just remembering. I'm, re- I'm just, I'm <laughs> sorry I'm laughing, but I, yeah. Watch like, why the hell did you put, why did you put, I've done it, the cereal. Why is the milk sitting over here in the pantry? I, yeah. I, 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 I'm laughing. It's, no, I think it is. You got to laugh about it a little bit. I mean, I'm I'm getting yeah, I'm yeah. feeling much better totally. now, but you got to laugh at it. <laughs> sorry, Rick. Go ahead. I'm sorry, man. Well, yeah. I mean, we wanted we wanted to to help with that, but also, you know, Alzheimer's and and dementia both run in my family. Um, and then I was using nootropics to have a have an edge, and you know, I'd go on a podcast like this, or I'd uh, have a meeting, or I'd want to you know, crank for, for the day and, and really get some work done. And, 
And so we created something that uh, in the brain blend that has, you know, really the like the focus now, the mental clarity, and then also the long-term brain health for, you know, Bacopa is one of these ingredients and we get our Bacopa from that, that uh, farm I mentioned in off the coast of, of Washington on Orcas Island. And it's, um, um, it's really great for long-term brain health and warding away Alzheimer's and dementia. So anyway, I, this, this was all about Vogue today. Um, on, just no, really it's great guys. to be here, but, uh, I want to say, uh, you guys, are awesome. I want to say one last thing. Yeah, go for it. Chris, uh, I think every, I think every operator, you know, has a couple stories they keep in the, in the memory bank for, um, there's times they're extended past a hundred percent and they, you know, they got to give it, give it yeah. one more day, one more night, one more hour. And, uh, for me, Chris, your story was, was that, uh, so it's an honor to meet you and it's an honor to be uh, on this podcast. I really appreciate it. Right. That, that's nice you to say. I, I'll be honest. That that really means a lot. It, it, it does. I, I won't go expound anymore on that. Maybe one time when we're having a beer or, or we're, we're sitting around and we're drinking some, some Ned tea. And by the way, that stuff's great, Rhett. The tea's <laughs> awesome. And the, the, the mixture, the mixture, my daughter has pilfered that. She actually, she drinks all the tea now. I, I can't even <laughs> keep, keep, she's, she's always in, but, but, um, before we're sitting around, buddy, I, you know, sitting and talking about it. Cause I, I, I can't lie. I, back when it first started, it, it was easy to, it was easy to talk about. And I still do a lot of speeches out there. Not as much as I used to, cause I want to be home, but I'll be honest. It, it's, it's more difficult now to discuss it than it was in the, after it happened, um, I think that's normal, yeah. uh, to be honest. With you. I don't think that's abnormal. But when people say stuff like that, especially peers like yourself that are badasses like yourself, which you are, um, it does mean a lot. So, so thank you, man, and, and thanks for thanks for that. And everyone, I tell every operator out there, there's not one of you that could have y'all could have done it too. I just happen to be in a in a good or bad situation and i just happened to be there but if it would have been you brother you would have kept fighting just like me and you it wouldn't have mattered what happened and that that's just a testament to the the warriors ethos and the warrior ethos and being in the special operations community and how hard they push us man which is essential but it also you know it takes a yep. toll on us at the end of the day as well but thank you man yeah that's awesome yep. yeah man they're still uh the guys still out there they're thinking about you and and it's uh it's pushing them harder so Guys, it's awesome, man. It's uh, I love it. Thanks, Thank brother. You. Yeah, this has and, been a great interview. And, and besides Chris's connection kind of yes. dying on us a little bit, but I think uh, I think people got the message. Shit, a good one. Did it really? Did uh, my connection die? No, it, it didn't die. You've just been like crapping out on us a few times, but we could, we've still heard you the whole time. There's there's times your video hasn't, but the, the conversation's been good. That's all that matters. Oh, well, that's all right. I got I got a catcher. Like I said, I got a catcher's mitt face. It doesn't make a difference as long as they can hear me. They don't need to see the mitt face, man. All those years of being in the GWAT, man, has made my face leathery, Ben. I know you feel me, man. I know you That's feel right. me. Man. That's right. That's <laughs> right. More sunscreen. Rhett, man, it's, it's always, always, uh, Rhett, buddy, it's always an honor and a pleasure to have you on. And thank you for always taking care of us, bud. I really appreciate that, Rhett. Thank you. And Ben, man, God bless you, man. Keep that fight up. You got thank a long you. fight ahead of you with this stuff, but you're doing great things, guys. Thank you, guys. Nice to meet you. Awesome guys. Yeah, I'm gonna have this up on uh on Tuesday and uh appreciate it as always. This was a good one. Like I said, beyond Chris's connection being a little weird, but other than that, I think we've been good. So 
Yeah. Well, right. well, thank you guys. All right. hey, yeah, just really, really great. Thanks, guys. As always, and I'm Ben. I'm so glad you could join us, man. Thank you. Absolutely. Me too, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for looping me in. Yeah. yeah have enough. a good one. Right. I don't want to embarrass you, Ben, but uh, I think what's your favorite movie? Uh, don't say Lone Survivor. Don't say Lone Survivor. Don't say Lone Survivor. Don't say Lone Survivor. I'm blanking on um. (laughs) I gotta jump, guys. I'm I'm breaking up here. (laughs) That's all for this episode of Battleline Podcast. But we're always posting new content on social media. Follow us on Instagram at Battleline Podcast and on Twitter at Battleline Pod. That's an order. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any new episodes up every Tuesday. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or your podcast platform of choice. Believe in yourself. Face all challenges head on. And as always, never quit.